Are we recording? I mean, it is recording. Okay. Maybe we should do the intro at the end. Because <laughs> this is how we normally talk to each other. Right? How we normally sit. Hello and welcome to Upstage the Podcast, your weekly dose of theatre news reviews and eventually interviews. Um, and now do I just introduce myself? Yeah. Um, I'm Rachel. What do I say about myself? You are Rachel. I am Rachel. Uh, that's about all I've got to say about me. And I'm Abby. So what what is this going to be? What are we going to do? We are going to talk about theatre that we've seen and theatre news and just general comments about the West End and Broadway and maybe regional theatre. We can bring ourselves to care. And then, you know, one day, if we're, you know, famous, we might do interviews with people who want to oh, be interviewed by us. Who are more famous, yeah. So stay tuned for that. So, firstly, we want to talk about Hamilton, which we saw last week. Yeah. We booked our tickets... Almost exactly a year ago. Almost exactly a year ago. And we were sat in Rosie of the Stalls. The new Victoria Palace looks beautiful. It's been really, really nicely renovated. So, obviously, the same with everyone. We had really high expectations going into... Yes, yeah. ...into the theatre. It's been, like, three years? Three years. That we've been excited to see the show and ready and... Listening to the soundtrack. Yeah. We went to New York in June 2015 and they were just putting the like the signage up on the Richard Rogers and we took pictures of the theatre even though it wasn't open yet. And then the soundtrack came out that September and we've been kind of listening to it ever since. So we were so excited. Yeah. And it and lived sort up. Of, yeah, prepared to be disappointed because we didn't sort of think that anything, it could live up to our expectations after so long. But it did! The cast are incredible. Yes, all of them. Yeah. We had the understudy for Eliza, Marsha Sonkham, and I think that was the only understudy we had, actually. Yeah, but she was... We were quite lucky, actually. Right, yeah. She was great. She was really great. She sort of settled into it as it went on as well, I thought. She got less nervous. Yeah, that's definitely true. Okay, I think Which it was her first... Sense. I think it was her first two-show day. So, yeah. Who else do we like? Let's talk about all of them. Let's talk Let's about... Let's talk about Jamil Jamil Westman. Is amazing. Amazing. And... The fact that he's pretty much done nothing professional before, like yeah, he's his bio in the program, he's achieved nothing. Yeah, and now he's Alexander Hamilton, and now he's achieved like the biggest yes. thing in theatre at the moment. Yeah, the biggest and role. And was just so great. He didn't miss a single word, and you couldn't tell. Like it's obviously like a really hard show to sing. There's so many words, and if you miss one word, like by the time you think of the next word, it's already twenty words later, and you really could not tell that he was like having to think about it. Even it was, just, it's just flowed very nicely, and he was so like. It was, like, cocky, but... So tall. Also, I mean, so tall. Which, like, made such... I mean, like, you know, I'm not saying Lynn is short, but he is. And it just, like, he said such a presence on stage because he was, like, so like a foot taller than any of the rest of them. Yeah. Cleve and Taryn. Cleve and Lovely. Taryn. If you don't follow... I think the Instagram is TCCS Hamilton. It's their, like, backstage shenanigans, for want of a better word. You should follow it because they're both... They're great. They? Just great. Great, great is the word. But they were both great in the show as well. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. yeah. Also, Rachel John was incredible. Rachel John was incredible. She was, yeah, just... I don't even have the words, but no, she just No, I don't was... quite have the words, but she was satisfied was, like, a real highlight. It was really amazing. And also, you know, kind of with seeing... I'm thinking kind of the numbers, like, satisfied, all the stuff that, because we've been excited for the show for mm, years, mm-hmm. there was stuff that I'd heard about and kind of seen little bits of how they do it, but seeing it actually yeah, the, happening... Yeah. The staging, the well, choreography, yeah. the direction, every single aspect of the show is just so well executed. Yeah. 
There's but... like the choreography was spectacular. The yeah. whole ensemble were just the guy who played Charles Lee. I thought was, he was extra great. special. He was really really brilliant. Was really sweet. He was a complete scene stealer. And yeah, the choreography is just so sharp and modern, but not at the same time. <laughs> words, <laughs> yeah. words, are, words are tricky. Also, the atmosphere in the room because everyone in the room where it happened, mm-hmm. everyone really, really wanted to be there. Yeah. Was really invested and yeah. was just behaving. Great theatre behaviour. No Completely rustling. Silent. No coughing. No, no rustling. No just annoying yeah. movement. Just everyone was so there and then applauding exactly the right moment. Yep. Yeah. And I've heard from colleagues who've been other nights, it was exactly the same when they went. Mm. It's just, everyone is so in the moment that yeah. it's just like, from when the music first started, it was like kind of goosebump, kind of yeah. electric feel in the room. Yeah. So, I think it's that kind of show that sort of captivates you. How did you feel about Giles Torreira? I felt like, I think it's a tricky role. Yeah. Because in a way you can't play off of everyone else quite as easily as some of the others. Mm-hmm. It Which is sort of, of like isolated by its like very nature, yeah. I suppose. And he was good as a narrator, mm. but I just thought there was some. And it's also tricky because Leslie Adam Jr. has just kind of a really silky smooth mm. voice, and so anything less than that, yeah, the your comparison felt particularly sort yeah. of real. I felt with him, he was one of the only times I did find myself comparing it to the soundtrack. Yeah, which I thought would happen more. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. I think I think I he know. actually I think he was quite a good narrator. I think those were his kind of best bits when he was sort of dancing in between people and telling the story. But I think kind of Burr's big moments, like Wait For It, wasn't quite what I yeah. wanted it to be. I enjoyed maybe. Room Where It Happened. Yeah, I thought, I thought that, that he, into he it. sort of came into his own a bit more. But yeah, I'd agree that Wait For It didn't quite... I was waiting for it the whole time. <laughs> and it never quite got there. <laughs> I've killed her. Um, <laughs> if you've not got tickets, get tickets. It's obviously super easy. Yes. Just play buy yourself a ticket. Play the lottery Simple. every day like I'm doing. You know, I've got to win eventually, right? That's how lotteries work. I know a couple of people who've won. It's doable. It happens. It is doable. It's free. You can get it on the app. Get the Hamilton app. It gives you something to do in the afternoon. It's just at the sort of time that I'm giving up on work. Yes. <laughs> so next we're going to talk about theatre news. Yeah, theatre news. Theatre news. So the big news, well... A big news story that we wanted to talk about that's come out in the last few weeks, last week or so, is Cuba Gooding Jr. as Billy Flynn in Chicago in the West End. Now, we are going to see this this year, and how are you feeling about it, Abby? I feel like I'll probably do a good job, but... What gives I, you that impression? He he acts good. He does the good acts. I'm sure he can sing. I mean, are that, you sure he can well, sing? Well, they, they said he's getting singing lessons. but I That mean, like, makes me I, think he can't sing. I think... He might do really well and it might be great, but also the cost of hiring him presumably is quite high. I don't think Chicago is a show that needs yes. stunt casting. I, I feel like completely especially agree. in that role. Like I feel like if you wanna get like, you know, a really fun person I can't think who, but to play Roxy or something like mate but I just think it seems like a very weird stunt casting from because he's not of if he was like super if maybe the kids don't know much about Chicago. Like, it came out... The film came out when we were kind of... 2002, wasn't it? 2003, 2002. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, it's, it was kind of like the sort of film that everyone watched and it's a show that everyone knew. But maybe the younger generation don't know and they want to get some of those. But, like... The Cuba Gooding Jr. is not the right person that, yeah. for that audience. The generation them. and the people who like him and would come to see him would come to see Chicago anyway. Unless yes. they're worried that people won't come see it because it's a show that's been on... In which case, like, why, why do the production in the first place? Yeah, I completely agree. I think with a proper, proper cast, 
are not stunt cast cast, then you it would still be just as popular. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think many people extra would go and see it. That was terrible grammar. I don't think many extra people would go and see it just because Cuba Gooding Jr. is in it. Or maybe they would, and maybe that's why yeah, they do. Maybe he's got maybe they know more than us. Maybe they know more than us. Maybe he is do. just a massive Chicago fan and was desperate to do it and is paying them a shit ton of money. That might be the to case. Be in the show. I hope we get I, to see him when we go. Yeah, and I I like him as an actor, but whether that means he'll, he'll transfer whether well onto it, stage, I don't he know. He will probably be good, but is he necessary? Yeah. That is that's the, question. the question. That's the question you've got to ask yourself. Who do you want for the, the leading ladies? Do you have any? Well. Pick a Stralin mm, sister. <laughs> pick a Stralin sister. Probably, I really like Zizi. I think Zizi would be good as Roxy. And I think, actually, having seen the Hollywood Bowl performance, I actually think Samantha Barks would be quite a decent Velma. Because she did a very good all that jazz. And I feel and like right she'd be the right it. balance of, like, people kind of know who she is. But she's, she's a credit. legitimate theatre actress. Yeah. yeah. She's got a great voice. She does. A really great voice. Yeah. Who was Matron Mama Morton? That's a fun place for stunt casting, because they're big songs. They are not big songs. Great song. When You're Good Tomorrow is a I mean, great that. song. Just Queen Latifah, just why not? Just get, get, get Queen Latifah back. Simple, she's not busy. Easy. Probably. Riley. Ooh. Yes, that would be good. Although it's not a big enough part for her. She would need more than that. She didn't really. Well, she, she didn't really uh, manage Dreamgirls every night, did she? <laughs> oh, I feel bad saying That's that. That's true. <laughs> I feel awful saying it that. It is true. But she might, you know, she might it's a fun a, role. It's an easy role for her. Yeah, just She'd go out singing. She she would nail those songs. She would. There you go. That's our Dreamcast. You're it's listening, producers. Which I'm sure you're not. We're available for any casting. Yeah, we will help. You we are so yeah. willing. In return for free merchandise. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Okay, so, I mean, it feels weird to do this because it's almost the end of January, but it still is January, so it's still the it new is, year. It still is January. Um, so let's talk about what we uh, what we loved in 2017. Let's do that. Let's new do a little wrap-up. Round-up. One of our favourite shows that we saw last year was Everybody's Talking About Jamie. Yeah, It's everybody sure. and not everyone. It is. Everybody's talking about Jamie. Okay. Don't sue us. <laughs> Please don't sue us. It was less than nine seconds. I think nine yeah. seconds is what you're allowed. I think we're okay. So yeah, we we, we saw that in November. Yeah, we November. saw the, the the last preview. We saw the very last preview, and it was in such good shape. I think John McRae, who plays Jamie, is just a star. He Incredible. was brilliant, and I really like Lucy Short Shorthouse. Lucy Shorthouse was great. Josie Walker yeah. had a great solo towards the end. Yeah, and I think. For me, what was surprising, I was expecting it to be a really fun show, but the relationship between Jamie and his mum I thought was really lovely it was really and it was kind of more central. emotional. Yeah. And some of the songs, you know, when Jamie's talking about his relationship with his dad, I really enjoyed. But it also was just like super funny between the song, like the script itself. Yeah. Like even if it were just a just a play, even if it were a play rather than a musical, mm-hmm. I think it would work really well kind of every aspect of it is really well done and it's just for something that's properly fresh and british like i can't think of the last time there was something a brand new musical yeah really and a really really good show that's so british to like to the core it isn't a transfer or uh i mean it's a it's inspired by a documentary but it's you know a really original new british musical yeah and a good one Good one. There aren't many of those. No. So it was nice. I felt I felt proud to be British. I felt proud to be British also. It was just such a, like, a good night. Like I feel yeah. like it's the same kind of vibe as when you go and see Kinky Boots. You just get sort of like, it's so uplifting and you yeah. walk out of there with a smile on your face. It's such the, a good mood. the same kind of thing you get with Jamie. Yeah. It, it's still playing at the Apollo Theatre on Shaftesbury Avenue. Hopefully it'll be there for a very for long time. 
a long, long time. And you're seeing it again in a few weeks? I'm seeing it again tomorrow. Tomorrow? I'm seeing it again tomorrow. Oh, well, that's extremely exciting. So, so let me know yeah. if anything changes. It might be shit the second time. <laughs> but I don't think it will be. <laughs> Another show that we saw last year that we both loved was An American in Paris. Abby, do you want to talk about this? I will talk about it. It was just really beautiful. I mean, the storyline is potentially a little bit dated a little bit of the kind of a man forcing himself upon a woman <laughs> but then she decides she loves him so it's all okay mm. like a little bit of you know that not so great in 2017-18 narrative but the staging and the choreography and the dance numbers the performances I just thought it all worked so well together and it was just kind of classic gorgeous old Hollywood sort of glamour on stage yes but Leanne Cope in particular I thought was just incredible yeah and I think the cast being I mean so many of them had to be proper triple threats you know ballet like proper ballet training there's you know there was a big ballet number at the end and to pull that off and the vocals some managed better than others but I I really loved it I just thought it was beautiful beautiful Uh, beautiful another sort of classic musical classic style musical that we really enjoyed was Follies which saw the national we're making our way through Sondheim aren't we? And we saw yeah. Into the Woods and Assassins the year before last. I think they yeah. were both the year before last. And last year we saw Follies with Imelda Staunton and Joni D and Zizi Stralin, who it feels like I've talked about a lot in this episode, I don't know why. But I do love her. So anyway, yeah, there were other people in it, like Philip Philip Quast. Quast? Quast. Oh, I don't know. Quast. I'm going to go for Quast. I'm going to stitch my guns and say Quast. He was great in it. And, like, unrecognisable from his Les days. He was great. Imelda Staunton was predictably great. It was nice to see her do a role that was sort of different from Virginia Woolf and Gypsy, which we'd seen her in previously, where she's just sort of just so angry. So angry all the time. Mm. And it was nice to see her kind of be softer and more emotional, I guess. Like, show her emotions. That was really, really nice to see. I'm not familiar with this word, emotion. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But yeah, yeah, that was staged really beautifully. The artwork for the show is honestly one of the things I remember the most. Oh. It's bright pink and there's a really nice eye on it. Honestly, it looks better than I've just described it. And what else did we like about Follies? It's just really good. I find with Sondheim shows, if I try and listen independently... Yes. It doesn't work for I me. I know exactly so, like, what you before mean. Before I'd seen any Sondheim, I was just a bit like, ugh, it's just like kind of all over the place. I'm not a massive fan. Mm. But, I mean, obviously, like what is my like hot take here that sometimes good but like <laughs> <laughs> you guys should That's check him out he's really so <laughs> really up and coming uh, up and coming guys Sondheim um, <laughs> Sondheim 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 uh, but there's something I think the show is like always there is works something, so well when yeah, you see it intrinsic about Sondheim is that you have to see it sort of together yeah but I think a lot of his scores work so much better when you see them than yeah. they do when you hear them yeah which is yeah. Hot take. Hot take from upstaged. Yep. Really. The last musical that we wanted to talk about that we saw last year and loved was Rent, which we saw at the St. James Theatre, which should still be called the St. James Theatre. Oh, I miss it. I miss it. I miss it deeply. We saw so many beautiful things there. So many things that would never get produced anywhere Songs else in the West World. End. Songs from New last World. Last five years. Last five years. A lot of Jason Robert Brown stuff. You're in town. You're in which town made it to West End but didn't survive because it needs that sort of... It needs that sort of space. Yeah. And now we've not been back since because somebody... Everything has trashed. Seems destined to ruin it with 
just awful branding, awful rename, and just not pleased about any of it. But we but saw Rent, Rent there, and that was great. It's one song. Abby fell down the stairs into the theatre. I did. That was. I like to make an entrance. <laughs> that was a highlight. Um, it was great. Um, I've loved Rent for a very long time since I knew who Adina Menzel was. And I've had mixed feelings about You've Rent. You've always had mixed feelings about time. Rent. But you liked it. Even you I liked really it. I really liked it. I think for me, I would happily see a version of Rent where everything is edited out apart from Collins and Angel. <laughs> uh, and I thought they were the strongest members of the cast. Yes, I agree. I think Lucy Jones was great. I Lucy was like, pleasantly surprised. Lucy Jones was great as Maureen. But Leighton Williams as Angel and Rana Gorman as Collins, I think, were kind of the most engaging members of the cast. And obviously, Leighton Williams is just, like, insane dance. So talented. Like, everything he did was, like, perfectly executed. Yep. And just the right sort of amount of Angel without being overwhelming. Yes. And over, it wasn't played over the top. He, not at all. Just, it was perfect. And it meant that kind of the emotional beats... Were. Really landed. Yeah. Obviously, you know, Roger and Mark are just a, a disaster of let's, human beings. Let's so. not cast aspersions now, shall we? I'll save my rent discussions for, for later. We had an understudy, actually, um, Mark. Mark. We did. And he was very he was very sweet. He was inoffensive, I think you'll he, agree. He was inoffensive. Um, I would like know, to shout out... offensive things about Mark. <laughs> I would like to shout out Philippa Stefani as Mimi, because I thought she was great. She was very good. She was very, very committed. Yeah. She was still crying at the end of the curtain call. And she was good. She was good. I liked her a lot. And I'm glad that... Because I've seen the film, obviously, but that's not the same. But, you know, that was the first time I'd seen a, a stage production of Rent. And, you, you know, it works best as a stage show. And I'm glad I'm glad we saw it and I, I really enjoyed it. But there's also a lot of flaws with the show. I don't that, think there were any uh, for flaws. Another time. We'll, we'll do a whole, we'll do a whole, whole podcast episode. on Rent. Let's do a whole episode on Rent. Yeah. We can deconstruct the fuck out of it. I'm there for I've that. done a swear now. I'll make notes. We're committed. Now we're a real I'll podcast. I'll make a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> okay, and uh, we also saw some straight plays. You saw more straight theater. plays than I did. Yes. Uh, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, I did. I'm just so cultured. Mm. So obviously kind of the one of the biggest theatre things, theatre occasions of 2017 was Angels in America, which was on at the National with incredible cast, Andrew Garfield, Russell Tovey, Nathan Lane and other amazing people. And it was amazing. It is a, you know, you have to be dedicated. It's a lot of, of sitting It is a theater. long, old show. It's... Well, two shows. Two shows. Getting tickets was insanely stressful. But it's, there's something nice about that show being one that sells out crazy quickly and everyone's really stressed to get tickets for... Because, yeah, I mean, Andrew Garfield is a massive name, but I don't think there'll be that many people, you know, dedicated enough to go see two shows just for one actor who was in Spider-Man. So, yeah, that was an amazing bit of theatre. Also saw Ink at the Almeida, which obviously then transferred to the West End and was another, I guess, in a similar way to Jamie being kind of really great fresh British theatre. This was the same sort of thing, which obviously smaller places like the Almeida are much better place to take a risk with um, but I don't think this one was much of a risk because uh, it had Very an amazing topical. cast amazing. yeah it was kind of that thing of like you, you know you finish and you feel slightly depressed um, at the state of the world and the kind of lack of progress that's been made but that's that's the 2010s that's showbiz kids that's showbiz do you want to talk about travesties? I would like to talk about travesties. So we saw travesties separately, but we both saw it. And travesties was a weird show because I can't really... I did not... I didn't understand anything that was happening during... Having read the entire script now, which I have, because you could buy it at the theatre, I still don't really understand 
anything that happened in Travesties beyond the main character is... Or was he? I don't know how much of it was just his memory and how much of it was real. He was a, an ambassador to the to the United Kingdom, to Britain in Zurich in World War One. Two. Yeah, and there were all sorts the of... The early 20th century. Kind of prominent people. Lots of prominent historical characters, and you couldn't really tell wh- whether any of it was really happening or not. It started, and it was all not in English for about a minute. I didn't have a... I was like, why, what is happening? I don't know I was know why very I'm glad here. that you had prepped me for that beforehand, yeah, because... bizarre. But it was so entertaining. It was so, so funny. Um, Tom Hollander, as Henry Carr, the main character, was just incredible like so many lines there's a whole scene which is entirely in limericks for about five minutes and it's just there are musical numbers in there even though it's a play there's lenin is in quite a large part of it it's just it's like nothing i've ever seen on a stage before and and it's just even if you don't know what's going on it's just thoroughly entertaining it's so enjoyable just to sit there and watch like it's crazy so it's just so fast-paced and it's it was just brilliant and it's now, or it's about to be, on Broadway with Tom Hollander, so you can get tickets for that, then I think you should, because it's just, it's a great night out. And the final play that we wanted to talk about was Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? with our good friend Imelda Staunton again. This was the longest play I'd ever seen. I've never seen a play with two intervals before, and I was extremely tired by the end of it. It was very, very late. But it was, it was great. It's really it's good. A, it's it? a small cast, and they were all well cast. It's a sort of tour de force performance for Imelda Staunton and Conleth Hill, who was unrecognisable from Varys and Game of Thrones, which was, mm. you know, fun to see. And it was a really, really good production of a classic play, really. The staging was really nice, the set was beautiful, the lighting design was really good. And Imelda just sort of, you know, powered her way through all three hours of it, as she, as she always does. Yeah. I always think that they've got to run out of roles for Imelda Staunton at some point, but she just keeps finding these sort of amazing... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. I feel like she, she's got to, like, just take a break at some point, she but she has just keeps got a coming niche. on. She's not got the biggest voice. She's got a lovely voice, but she's not got the biggest yeah. voice. And yet they keep finding roles for her that she yeah. can sing. And she's just, great. like, constantly... She's constantly working. She doesn't have, to, doesn't have to do that much. No. But she's just always finding these really incredible roles and never choosing something that's not like, going to stretch yeah, her. Yeah, It could just be an easy, yeah. easy few months. She's always going for these sort of massive yeah. characters. Yeah. Good for her. Big one fun. of my biggest theatre regrets. We should do an episode on this. Mm. One of my biggest theatre regrets. But one of my probably my biggest ever theatre regrets is not seeing Sweeney Todd with Amanda Staunton and Michael Ball. Because you're such a big Michael Ball fan. I'm such a big Michael Ball fan girl. I do actually love my How and why? Uh he did a show <laughs> He did a show at Audley End. They do like proms at Audley End in the yeah. garden and we went because it was just down the road from where I grew up. Yeah. And I just was wandering around because we were quite young kids and I happened to wander to the bit where like he was getting changed and I just kind of like peeked through and then I was like, oh, I shouldn't be here. But I think because I was like probably like eight and you can just kind of get away with wandering around. Yeah. And it was, you know, the 90s. The 90s. That young. So they were just like, it's a kid Nobody wandering had around. any morals in the 90s. Who cares? Like no one needs to keep an eye on this child. Her parents are probably somewhere in this giant field of people. <laughs> it's fine. I don't know why we're... At- that's a really good performing with don't... someone else because I can't imagine my He's a my big parents. star, please. But would my... I'm not sure my parents... Clearly they did get tickets from Michael Clearly Ball. Clearly they did. Concert. Michael Ball. <laughs> That's your weekly Michael Ball segment there. What will we talk about next week? Who knows? Come back next week. For... Yeah, we were going to talk about uh, the theatre we were looking forward to for 2018, but we're, we don't have time. We're already at 39 minutes, and, you know, it, that's too long. There's a lot of 2018 to go, and we can talk about that. We can talk about it. And there's a while until... I think Hamilton was a big early 2018 story. Yes, we're still recovering from that. There's time. 
and there's a lot to talk about there's and there's a lot, lot of tickets stuff. to buy we don't actually have tickets for anything yet so it would be nice to have some of that <sighs> yeah. sorted before we start talking about things just in case you never know what might happen but this year is looking like it, it's going to be quite a good year for the west end so we're excited etc yeah do you want to do a quick any other business any other business yeah we need a better than any other business for this segment aob 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 was oscar nominations do you want to oscar nomination day was the day i was broadly pleased for the first time in a long while i was sort of like wasn't offended by any of the nominations or snubs really the only sort of snub that i even noticed was the florida project not being nominated for best picture which surprised me but i'm not crippled by it i haven't seen it yet so but yeah, yeah I was... my, my overwhelming thought is that i've got a lot to see between now and the oscars yes but what are you rooting for the best work. picture having not seen <laughs> having seen like two <laughs> i mean from what i've everyone whose opinion i respect loved lady bird i love sesh ronan i love greta gerwig greta gerwig <laughs> little timmy little timothy um, timothy so i feel like i will you will love really lady enjoy bird. that but then also I clearly need to see Shape of Water. I don't want it to be three billboards because I'm not sure that I can bring myself to go and see that in a cinema. Mm. I feel like I could do it on a Sunday afternoon on my, like at home. Mm. I don't know that I want to spend an evening in the cinema. Yeah, I agree. I think um, I'm rooting for Get Out. Get it would be nice out. to see a film that's be, different, yeah. doing something new and different Because like it's that. novel and it's it's different and it's really well acted and it's really And well it's written. been pretty snubbed. So it has far. been too snubbed. So I do think that they've clearly taken yeah, the Academy taken really notice of what them, people so right. have, have actually been saying about other oh, It's all very exciting, isn't it? It is. Love award season. Me too. Speaking of award nominations, we don't know when the Olivia nominations are out yet because nobody tells us these things. But we think it will be early March, so we'll talk about that then. Maybe we'll do like a predictions episode before it and then we'll talk oh, about the yes, nominations. Because I've probably seen more of like uh, those than the oscar film so far so. yes probably I have more of an opinion yeah i'm sure you will that's it that is the Just, first episode we tried of, we did try no one can say that we didn't try we've sat here for 42 minutes and tried can only get better it it has to because this was bleak <laughs> thanks for listening <laughs> we need like a nice outro we need to stay sexy don't get murdered 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 i should not don't, do that for um, the theater world stay woke don't don't be broke. Don't watch three billboards. Okay, bye. <laughs>